New video. Same old bullshit. I am recording these back to back, which is not something that we ever get a chance to do. Um, so I'm taking full advantage of it. It seems like the people, I don't want to jinx myself, but it seems like the construction people have gone. And the school buses have dropped off children. So we should be quiet for the next little while. I'm assuming that you've all replied to the last video with delightful feedback. And uh, thanks. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate that. As always, I'm going to talk about the Mothman Cryptid plushie that fits about here. I don't have it with me right now because it's, it's on the other side of the desk. There's probably like something that I'm forgetting to mention, but I'm going to like, you know, have links down below. Uh, as always, you can check out Cryptid or 16% Nation uh, for the Cryptid plushies and general Cryptid merch. Like I said, the t-shirts are actually like I was very impressed with the quality of the t-shirt and I'm hoping to get more soon, honestly. But if you use the code free creep, all one word, it's capital letters in the email. I don't know if that matters. Um, you'll get free shipping and we'll get like a couple of dollars off it as well. So that's always lovely. Otherwise, if you want to support us, you know, coming into the holiday season and all that. Oh, I suppose when this comes out, it'll probably be Christmas Day, actually. But, you know, if you guys wanted to do like a one off uh, little gift for Weekly Creep, you can always check out like our Amazon wish list. Uh, we have like a coffee thing or you can sign up to our Patreon and then just delete it as well. Like that also works if you don't want to have like a monthly thing. I know a lot of people aren't into that. Otherwise, yeah, check out our Patreon Weekly Creep. Um, we're on there. You'll find a link below or you can just go to weeklycreep.com and all of our links will be there. This is just effing ghost stories. So I'm going to get on with the ghost stories. And our first one is from Reddit user SP5615. Years ago, back in the mid 80s, I worked security at a hotel in Covina, California. I would like to relate a few of the experiences that I had over the two and a half years that I worked there. The elevator was located in the northwest corner of the hotel beside housekeeping. The hotel is sort of open concept and on multiple occasions a woman wearing a green dress was seen entering the elevator at the ground floor. The elevator would then proceed to the second floor. These elevators had glass backs, so as the elevator went up, you could see her disappear about three quarters of the way to the second floor. This was seen by multiple members of staff, sometimes with more than one staff member seeing this at the same time. The elevator always felt cold and always had a scent of perfume in it. Part of my duties were to make sure that common areas were secure. There were two emergency exit doors on the north side of the bar. These were checked several times a night after the bar was closed. I would make sure that they were secure. One night, on my third patrol, I watched one of the doors open and close while I was only about 25 feet away. Nothing was disturbed in the bar, there wasn't anything missing, and no one was there but me. One of the bartenders always requested to have security with him when he worked the closing shift. He would feel uneasy, saying he felt watched and saw shadows while closing the bar. In room 209, we had a guest pass away in the bathroom. Of course, this would never be disclosed when renting a room to a guest, but on two separate occasions, we had guests return to the front desk and request another room. The first guest complained that the shower was running when they entered the room. They thought this was odd, but shut it off, only to hear it turn on about five minutes later. Once again, they shut it off. And once again, just a few minutes later, they heard it come back on. The second guest 
who had booked a three-night stay, requested a new room after the first night, complaining that she had an eerie feeling that she was being watched while in the bathroom. There were about half a dozen potted plants in the back office. One night, I received a radio message from a terrified night auditor who was new to the job. As he was working, he heard a commotion in the back office. He found the potted plants had been thrown all over the office. I ended up spending the rest of the night with him and he quit the next day. There were also phantom footsteps and shadows all over the property. It was quite active. I only wish that we had the ghost detecting equipment that we have today back then. I feel like I say this with every type of story. But I do love a good spooky hotel. Not necessarily like, not like the Stanley or other, like the Driscoll or anything like that, but just regular like Holiday Inn, cheap and cheerful little hotels that have the weirdest stuff happening in them. And I feel like, you know, if you go to one of these bigger hotels or more well-known haunted locations like the Stanley or the Driscoll, you're kind of going to go in, maybe not even expecting something to happen, but if you do have something happen, you're going to leave. And you're going to tell people, hey, I stayed at the Stanley Hotel and this happened and that happened. And then naturally those stories are going to grow. More people are going to be like, oh my God, the Stanley Hotel, that's so spooky. But if you stay on like the Holiday Inn off of, you know, the 290 Expressway in Cleveland or whatever. You know, you're not going to say this specific, you're you're just going to tell people, you know, I had a really weird experience in a hotel or in a Holiday Inn. You know, so... When I read that story, I was like, this could be every hotel, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a very old one or anything like that. But I feel like and like the, the word liminal space is kind of like the, the hot paranormal word at the minute. But hotels are a liminal space because you're not at home. But you're, you know what I mean? Like you're always like transitioning when you're in a hotel. Or typically you are anyway, like if you're in a hotel long term, it's probably because you're just in that city to work or whatever. So it's never like a permanent thing. And yet all of these lives are coming in and out, all of this drama and feelings and emotions and also, yeah, I, I think that just any regular little hotel can pick all this stuff up. And like the, the lady in the green dress. Who knows if she was even dead, like, you know, a, a ghost like that, or if she was just like some weird stone tape thing and then the actual lady is just off living her best life somewhere, you know? This is my opinion. I don't even think it's an opinion. That's just words that I have said. Our next story is from Reddit user Golden Abyss. This is real and I don't know how else to explain these things beside calling it a ghost. My friend and I recently moved in together. We found a nice quiet house on a dead-end road. At first, it wasn't really bad at all. Kind of creepy when I was alone, but Every house is like that. Then things escalated. My friend told me that she was showering and got out and heard someone walking through the kitchen, whistling. I kind of shrugged it off as pipes. Until I went to the bathroom and heard it as well a few days later. It's not every shower or flush. It's only occasionally, and it hasn't happened recently. Things ending up in different locations, small stuff like that as well. Then, we would just hear footsteps banging in the basement, stuff that we could pass off as just the house settling, pipes, etc. Now it's worse. My friend's boyfriend is obsessed with catching something himself. 
She got a spirit box, and we got some really good feedback on it, but the stuff is escalating. Her boyfriend wakes up screaming in the night, and the footsteps have turned into stomps. Last night, I was sleeping, and all the things on my closet shelf flew across the room. There's no wind in there, there's no draft, and they're heavy things like my headset for my gaming console. I also constantly hear knocking or tapping on my bedroom window. I hear voices when I'm home alone. The TVs turn on and off and will play music or videos in the middle of the night when everyone is sleeping. We don't have cameras, but we've gotten brand new locks and keys because at first we legitimately thought someone was breaking in. What the fuck can we do? I'm terrified to even go to sleep at night. Last night, I had a friend over because I didn't want to sleep alone. He slept in my room with me, and at about 3am we heard scratching under my bed. It woke both of us up, and he said, Do you have a cat? I do not have a cat. I checked under my bed, and there was nothing there. We were both freaked out, but managed to fall back asleep. Update. Our power went out. We lit some candles for lights, but we heard scratching on the basement door. The candles then went out. We heard a growl and it sounded like the leaves outside the living room window were being stepped on. We recorded and put the phone out the window, but saw nothing. I'm going to set up a ring camera tonight and see if I can catch anything. I'm going to light my prayer candle with sage and keep hoping for the best. No, it's not carbon monoxide poisoning, as guests have noticed this, and I also have a detector in my room that works fine. The pipes are somewhat new as my landlord just redid everything, including the water boiler, we are trying every rational explanation, but I fear our Ouija session has only summoned something much worse. So I did reach out to that to, to the person who posted that to ask more about the Ouija board session that she talked to about because she didn't actually reference it before. I'm still waiting for them to reply, but I will update you all as soon as I find out more. It sounds like, honestly, this story sounds like I don't like using the D word. Sounds kind of stereotypical of those kind of things. Maybe too much so. I saw somebody in the comments that suggested that they were now increasing the stuff themselves. Like their own fear was feeding whatever it is. Whether it's a projection from themselves or not. Again, we'll never know. Or hopefully we will one day. But right now we, we can't say. But I do think that that might be true to a certain extent. Like. Now that they're aware of what's going on, maybe they're paying it more attention, noticing things where they didn't notice other stuff. But right from the get-go, whistling, like I'm in, the, I'm in the house right now on my own, which is a rare occurrence, to be, to be fair. And I whistle like if I'm doing, you know, if I'm just going about my daily business or doing whatever, I will not whistle when I'm in the house on my own because I'm terrified that something will whistle back. I don't know where... I heard that from, I feel like it's just, maybe I read it in like a ghost book years ago or something, but I won't do it. Because there's something so ominous as well. Like if you hear the whistle, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's corporeal. If that's the word I'm looking for. Or maybe it could just be an intruder, you know, I don't like it. And then like the footsteps banging in the basement, stuff like that. I always relate this stuff back to the noise that we heard that night in the Hellfire Club that sounded like bowling balls just being like rolled back and forth along the ground or like moving furniture or something like that because I've since heard that in other like even in videos and stuff that people have taken or in EVPs you'll hear it and they'll, you'll hear the people react to it it's not like it's not happening in real time 
And it's the exact same sound that I heard that we heard, like me and my friends while we were there. And I can only assume that this banging in the basement is a similar kind of thing. And then I also wonder how much this, the roommate's boyfriend is like, you know, not helping the situation at all. And now he seems to be the one who's the most scared. Like, I don't know. I don't know. The knocking and tapping on the bedroom window as well. Now, it doesn't say whether they're in the they're upstairs or downstairs or, or whatever. Either way, not here for it, honestly. And also the last update is because, like I was saying previously, the a lot of the people in the comments are just like, fake, it's carbon monoxide poisoning, it's this, it's that. And while I'm saying it, it's not always not that, this person seems to have a, they, they seem kind of fed up with the, like, you know, this is all it is. You know, it's all in your head or it's this or it's that. So they do say that they also have a carbon monoxide detector in the room. And that's always recommended, like whether you have ghostly goings on or not. But if you do suddenly start get, having like haunting stuff going on, get the carbon monoxide detector. If only just to say to those Reddit users, it's not this because I have one already. Our last story comes from Reddit user 0867530. And just trigger warning, this does reference drug use and addiction. Nearly two years ago, I was in a very dark place. During the long sleepless nights I spent abusing drugs and alcohol, I began to see visions of people in my room. It started as glimpses of shadows scurrying around corners. The shadows grew bolder and eventually I would see them standing still, peeking from the corners, watching me. They were all just shadows. Creepy but easy enough to ignore. During a particularly dark night, they surrounded me. They watched me all night, creeping closer as I slipped deeper into my depression. Then I began to see them in the daylight. And after this, I started spending as much time out of the house as possible, eventually getting sober. Things quieted down for a long time. Then I saw her. I got up to use the bathroom, and there was a woman peeking around the corner from the kitchen. She had long, curly, greasy hair. Her unnaturally long fingers wrapped around the wall. Her skin was wrinkled and fingernails were long, dirty and chipped. She had no face. In its place was a blurred, swirling mass. I stared at her. She slowly, deliberately withdrew her head behind the corner. Her hands followed a moment later. I charged around the corner and found nothing. Immediately afterwards, I performed a banishing ritual and the air felt lighter. I haven't seen her since, but I did draw a picture of her in my sketchbook. Weeks later, I brought a girl home from the bar and she stayed the night. While we were getting ready for bed, she asked if the house was haunted. I was surprised because we hadn't talked about anything spooky or spiritual all night. I said it was, but I cleansed it. She just said that she felt a heavy presence. Later that night, she got out of bed to go to the bathroom and started screaming. I ran to see what had happened and she was sitting on the kitchen floor crying. She said she saw a woman in the kitchen and the woman charged at her and then disappeared. I asked her to describe the woman and she couldn't. I showed her my sketch and she began to bawl hysterically. It was the same woman. I drew sigils on the walls with chalk and we slept with the lights and TV on. Fast forward about nine months. I'm in a new house in a new town. 
an old friend comes to visit and sleeps over. As she's leaving, she has me walk her to her car. And while standing in the road, she whispers to me that she's a medium and she saw something that looked like a woman skulking around my home. She described exactly the same woman as before and warns me she doesn't believe it's a human spirit. She also sensed a strong, masculine presence, but couldn't describe him, like he was stuck behind a veil. Things had been calm here until recently. Now I'm seeing faces behind corners. I'm hearing footsteps. Doors are opening and closing at night. And when everything's quiet, I hear crashing and can't find anything out of place. I've seen a clear silhouette of a man walk into the room as I write notes in my office. I saw what looked like the same man running up the stairs, but instead of shadows, this one was a silhouette of pure white light. He passed through me, and I felt all the heat leave my body. The stray cat that I recently let in is very calm, but has a strong reaction to the paranormal activities. I've just done a cleansing with incense and a dragon's blood dipped sage stick. As I write this, I hear the sounds of fingernails tapping on different windows throughout my home. If anyone has any insight on what this is or how to be rid of it, I would greatly appreciate the input. I've had many experiences in the past, but nothing so obsessive or persistent. My medium friend is afraid for my health. I'm afraid for my sanity. The drugs I was abusing at the time were weed and cocaine. Either could cause psychosis. I've heard of people seeing shadow people during binges before. The first time I saw the woman, I was one month sober. Neither of my friends who saw her are users and I didn't share my experiences with them until after they told me theirs. So my experience isn't easily explained away by drugs or a mental health crisis. I'm nearly two years sober now and in a very positive headspace. I believe the activity kicked up last night because, by writing this, I've fully acknowledged the entities that I've been ignoring for months. The ritual agitated them. After writing this post, I heard something pacing in the kitchen. My stray cat was made extremely uncomfortable by this presence, so I knew it was something dark. I stood up firmly and audibly demanded that all entities leave my space at once. It's been calm since then, and I slept well last night. I'd be surprised if they're gone for good, but they're quiet for now. That story, obviously well done to that person for being sober for two years, especially after being in such a dark place. Like that is really impressive, obviously. And I do kind of believe that like I'm not anti-drugs or anything like that. I think everybody should be able to do whatever they want as long as it's uh, in a responsible manner and in a safe environment. But I do believe that drug use can like open the door. Like I, I think that certain hallucinogens especially can be used to like aid different avenues of like paranormal research and stuff like that. But then if you're not doing these things in like good test situations, like scientifically sound experimental places, then like, you know, how can you prove what's a hallucination and what's not, basically. And then I also remember reading like Slash's autobiography, the, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses. And when he was really bad, I think he was doing like heroin and cocaine. He went to like some golf course kind of resort and he actually hallucinated so bad that he saw like miniature shadow people like attacking him and stuff. So yeah, this kind of drug-induced psychosis 
is definitely a real thing. I'm not an expert in it. I'm not an expert in anything. So when I initially read the, the, the first half of the story, I was like, oh, that's what this is. But then when his friends saw the same thing, I was like, okay, that's not as easily explained away. And then his other, or sorry, the first one was his lady friend that night. And then the, the second person who saw it was his other friend. And months later, when he had sobered up and was feeling a lot better, I mean, I, according to him, he was sober for the entirety of this story, really. Like, yeah, the shadow people, but this weird faceless woman that he saw, he was already sober. So I don't know. I know that it's creepy as all hell. And I also think that if I'm remembering this correctly, like the no face thing has come up time and time again, even just like one of the episodes of Just F and Ghost Stories, I'm pretty sure is called He Had No Face or It Had No Face. And then like I've heard personal experiences from people who I definitely believe and you all probably know who I'm talking about to be fair but they also saw like a full-on apparition with no face I just don't think I could handle it I don't think that my brain could handle that to be honest so I hope that person has uh you know I hope all of these people get their stuff sorted out because I feel like this episode has actually been quite dark and it's usually not like usually it's just Oh, here's some interesting stuff that happened, like the stuff that has happened in our house, for example, where it's like kind of freaky, but it's not malevolent or anything. Whereas these last few stories, these people are like feeling quite distressed, I think, from what they're going through and understandably. Oh, and then there's the tapping on the window. I didn't even realize because I read, I always try to proofread these stories before I go ahead and put them in the episode. So I actually spent like about three hours going through stories that just we're not not that they're not good like the people uh experienced it and that's you know that that is what it is but for the sake of this i was trying to find ones that really like gripped me and so i assumed that the tapping on the window i had read in a different story i didn't realize that both of these stories were back to back in that episode that actually kind of freaked me out a bit someone tapping on the window so i don't know um I would really appreciate people's feedback on these types of episodes, though, because as much as I love doing the really heavily researched episodes of Weekly Creep, and I'm not going to stop doing that, these episodes also take quite a bit of time because I have to go and find the stories. Um, so I kind of have to pick and choose my time accordingly. But if people would like more of these, I can devote more time to that and get these kind of stories up there. I also would like to know, would you prefer just the stories, not my opinions at the end, all of that kind of stuff. If you're on YouTube, definitely comment. The interactions definitely help. If even one person comments, somebody else gets the video in their feed. Like that's something that I've noticed. I don't know, it's really weird when Dulce is not here and I don't have that back and forth. Check us out, weeklycreep.com. All the stuff is there, 16% nation. All of that stuff. I think that's it. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.